Hello and welcome to Saving Circle, where we help millennial professionals feel confident about managing their money. I'm your host, Vineet Prasad. If you're looking for strategies to help achieve your financial goals, you're in the right place. On today's episode, do you own a home or plan to buy a home in the near future? Well, today we'll be talking with Skylar Denny, a certified financial planner about mortgage refinancing, which is one of the most awesome financial strategies for homeowners. If you're a bit foggy on how to refinance a mortgage or what that even means, this episode will be gold. And as a reminder, the content discussed during this episode is for educational purposes only. It is not intended as investment advice as it is impersonal and not specific to any listener's personal financial situation. And with that, let's get going. Skylar, it's so great to have you on the show today. Thank you for joining us to talk about refinancing a mortgage. Yes, th- thanks, Vineet, for having me. Uh, it's an honor to, to be a guest on today's show, and I look forward to getting into our conversation about refinancing mortgages. Excellent. Um, now, before we dive into refinancing, can you tell us a little bit about what you do and the types of people that you serve? Yes, yes. So I, I'm a certified financial planner. I, I went through my, my coursework for my CFP at Texas A&M University. And today I'm a, I'm a member of the Financial Synergies Wealth Advisor team here in Houston, Texas. I currently run our Pathway program. So within our company, we have two different service offerings. One that's focused more on the, the everyday retiree that most wealth management firms focus on. But being in Houston, you know, there, there are a lot of young mid-career professionals uh, and millennials that are really in that wealth accumulation phase of their life. And we do comprehensive financial planning for those individuals where we really tailor our investment strategy and cash flow planning to meet our clients' goals and also minimize their concerns with with everyday life and, and with their finances. Excellent. Um, the fact that you offer services for millennial professionals, I think, is great for, for this uh, type of audience. And um, I think even though you're based in Houston, you, you work with people remotely all over the country as well. Is that correct? That is correct, Vineet. You know, g- given that we're in Houston, we, we do have uh, the, the majority of our clients are here, but we have I have clients that are all over the nation, whether we're talking about the Bay Area or we're talking about Washington, D.C. And, and even across the pond, given that, you know, there's so many oil professionals here in Houston that, that travel the globe for work. You know, it's not uncommon for us to have clients that are over in the Middle East for an extended period of time. So we, we really work with clients all over the world, um, you know, even with our, our primary focus is here in Houston, just given our location. That's awesome. Fantastic. Um, now, one other question I have for you, just to you know, have our our um, listeners, you know, learn a little bit more about you. What is an unusual hobby or guilty pleasure that you enjoy? Yeah, Vineet, that that's a great question. Um, you know, th- there's a couple of things that that I wanted to mention. There, I, I'm a Big Brother fan. It's a it's a reality TV show. My wife and I we watch that. Uh, you know, it comes on several nights a week during during the summertime. So it actually just started last week. So we watch that. 
Uh, and then I'm, I'm also a, a woodworker. So I, I've built a, a lot of different furniture uh, around the house. And, and most recently, my wife thinks that Chip and Joanna Gaines live in our home. So I have been super busy with uh, constant shiplap projects throughout the house. Awesome. That's, that's a really cool hobby. Um, I, I remember when I was working at Facebook, there's a wood shop at the main campus and I never used it, but I always wanted to. And I really admire people who have that skill. I, I personally do not myself. So that's fantastic. Yeah, it's one of those things. I, I, I end up being more frustrated by the end of it uh, than I was initially, but it's a, it's a great learning process. Excellent. All right, well, let's jump into mortgage refinancing, the topic for today. Um, so I'll just start by asking you, Skylar, what types of people should be considering mortgage refinancing and what are some of the signs that it could be right for you? Yeah, so you know, the biggest thing that I see right now for, for refinancing with my clients, and it's something that we review um, with our clients on a, on a regular basis whenever we're getting together is, right now we're in the midst of, of the COVID crisis. You know, we, we, have this, we have this pandemic that is affecting the entire world, but you know, through, through the pandemic, we've seen just mortgage rates have dropped. I mean, it, mortgage rates are at historic lows. We haven't seen mortgage rates near this level in over five years. So really anyone with a, with a mortgage that's above 4% or even in the high three should really be considering refinancing as long as they're gonna be in their home for, a, for long enough to actually break even it, for it to make sense with uh, going through the refinancing process because there are closing costs that, that you need to be aware of and make sure that you're going to be in your property long enough to recoup that. So, you know, um, individuals with a, with a very high interest rate, it's a good opportunity to take a look at refinancing. Someone that may have a, an FHA mortgage, so someone who, who didn't have 20% to put down on their residence whenever they first bought, which is really pretty normal for most first-time home buyers today. It's a good opportunity to take a look at, you know, switching to a conventional mortgage or even refinancing with another FHA mortgage to, to save money. Uh, another area that, that we take a look at is, you know, if someone has high interest debt obligations that are outside of their home, it's a great opportunity to tap into some of the equity that's inside your property to pay down uh, those high interest debts um, and, and get it into a mortgage, which is actually tax deductible on your tax return. And then lastly, I wanted to mention just someone that has an adjustable rate mortgage. You know, just given where interest rates were really kind of late 2018, a lot of individuals, they would opt for an adjustable rate mortgage to get a lower interest rate on the front end. So if someone has a, an adjustable rate mortgage right now is a really good opportunity for them to review options to get into a to get into a fixed term uh, and lock in at a low interest rate for for the next 15 to 30 years. That's, those are great points and I think one of the ones that stood out to me was uh, thinking about refinancing other debt or paying down other highest high interest rate debt. I think it's not something I usually think about in regards to mortgage refinancing but it's really smart. Um, so that's awesome. Um, excellent. So the, the next question I want to ask um, is what are some of the benefits and some of the costs of refinancing? And maybe along with that, if you could just first share like at a high level quick, like what, what is mortgage refinancing? 
Yeah, so uh, let's talk about what is mortgage refinancing first. So, you know, mortgage refinancing is essentially going to going to a bank, getting a new mortgage, and then that bank will pay off your your prior mortgage. So, very similar process as to closing on a home as a buyer. Uh, the, really, the biggest caveat is no one's going to hand you the keys at the end of the meeting. You're just going to get a lower interest rate, but you're, you're going to go through the exact same process as if you were buying. Um, as you are whenever you're refinancing. The bank's going to go and pay off your prior loan and you're going to be locked into that new uh, mortgage term from that period moving forward. Excellent. Uh, perfect. And then can you share a little bit about the, the benefits and the costs of refinancing for someone considering it? Yeah. So, you know, the, the costs are going to vary uh, from, from lender to lender. I, I usually tell my clients to expect three to $5,000 in sheer closing cost. So that's not gonna include any escrow prepayments that you have to make for property taxes or homeowners insurance. This is strictly kind of the, the fees that the lender charges as well as you know, the appraisal. So the costs are gonna look, they're gonna range from three to $5,000. Uh, but the benefits, you know, the, the benefits are gonna be so different for each individual. Really, whenever we're talking about refinancing, I always want to start with the goal first, and then let's figure out, you know, what, what is our goal? Are, are we refinancing to reduce our monthly payment? Are we refinancing to, you know, wipe out some of that high interest debt that we were talking about or possibly getting away from mortgage insurance on a monthly basis? I always want to start with the goal before we start talking about the benefits because the benefits are going to depend on what that goal is and if it makes sense for a client to refinance or not. I really like that thinking through the lens of just first, like, what are you trying to accomplish here? <laughs> and right. uh, I think sometimes we can get tripped up just being like, right, I should do this, but uh, that's, that's, a, that's a great um, lens there. Um, I guess maybe just going a little deeper on that question. Um, once you have figured out someone's goals um, and let's say, you know, their goal is to reduce their monthly cost on their mortgage, for example, um, or, you know, maybe, maybe it's to, to remove the mortgage insurance. I, what are some of the, the things like at a very high level, I know it's case dependent, that you would think about in terms of helping someone evaluate like cost benefit analysis? Yeah, so, you know, the, the biggest thing on, on cost benefit, I would say is the break even point. You know, so if you're refinancing to save $50 a month uh, and it costs you $5,000 to refinance, for example, it's gonna take you over eight years to pay off or to hit the break even point. So, you know, factoring in that closing cost versus the monthly savings, if you're only saving $50 a month, it's gonna take you over eight years to break even. And in the US, the average home ownership is right at eight years. So if you're refinancing and you plan on moving in the next couple of years, it likely doesn't make sense to refinance if you're only going to save a small amount of money um, on a monthly basis. But, you know, for example, I, I ran some numbers before our call today and say you have a $400,000 mortgage and the current rate is at four and a quarter percent. So 4.25%. Your monthly payment's going to run you about $2,000 a month, just under 2000 for principal and interest only. Um, and if, if that $5,000 is the closing cost and you're able to refinance at three, at 3%, so dropping your rate by over one percentage point, 
one, 1.25%, your monthly payment's going to drop by almost $300 a month. Wow. So it, whenever your, whenever your monthly payment drops by that much, which this is a really unique period of, of time, typically whenever you're refinancing, you're not able to save that much money on a monthly basis. But given the environment that we're in, you know, it'll take you 18 months to, to hit the break even point. That's an incredible, um, you know, benefit whenever we're looking at refinancing where, you know, if your closing costs, costs are closer to 3000, you'd be at break even in 10 or 11 months. So, you know, that, that is kind of the biggest thing that we're seeing in this environment is just that monthly savings, uh, you know, with the, with the current interest rates. I love it. I mean, that's, that's a beautiful thing. If you can lower your interest rate by 1% and have that you know, lower monthly mortgage, it's going to help everything in your financial life. You can save more towards your other goals and things like that. That's, that's awesome. Um, next, I want to ask you, how do you actually go about mortgage refinancing? Like, what does that step-by-step process look like? Yeah. So, you know, like I mentioned before, I, I may sound like a broken record and I tell, I tell my clients that all the time, but the, the first thing is we want to start with the goal. You know, we need to figure out what are we trying to do? Are we trying to pay off your home faster? So maybe switch from a 30-year mortgage down to a 15-year mortgage? Are we trying to just surely lower your monthly payments so that your so that your cash flow can be allocated in other areas? Or are we trying to pay down those high interest debts? So once we've figured out what the goal is, then we can start the process in getting quotes. So I always recommend you work with an independent mortgage broker to start the process. So the, the difference between a, a broker and uh, just a, a, a loan officer at, at your local bank is a broker is going to go out to several different lenders to try and find you the best rate available. So once you start that process with a broker, they're going to need a lot of just personal information. You know, they're going to need your address. They're going to need a copy of your homeowner's insurance. They're going to need tax returns. They're going to need statements on investments, on investment and savings accounts. And from there, they're going to run your credit uh, to determine, you know, what, what is your, what, what kind of loan can you qualify for and what are the best terms associated with that? then you'll receive a a loan estimate that's going to really provide all the information from interest rates to the term, you know, what is the length of the loan. But then the the big thing there is the closing costs. So, you know, this is where you want to get loans from, or you want to get quotes from several different lenders so that you can start comparing closing costs. You know, this is one that we're seeing a ton here recently is uh, a lot of lenders that they'll try to, increase the the profits of the loan right whenever they're whenever they're writing um, these new mortgages and the biggest thing that I'm seeing right now is individuals having to pay discount points so points is a is a system that that lenders use uh, to to lock you in at a lower interest rate where in today's environment with interest rates on a 30-year mortgage sitting right around three percent there's really no need to be paying for those discount points because of where uh, rates are actually at today. So you want to, you want to evaluate those closing costs and compare that between lenders and always remember that the interest rate isn't the most important thing. The interest rate is a factor in us making a decision, but it is not the most important thing whenever we're going through the refinancing process. And from there, once you determine which lender you're going to move forward with, 
the, the lender is going to go and lock the rate. They, they're going to go lock the rate with the, with the banking institution. Typically, that's 30 to 60 days uh, that, that they'll lock in your interest rate. And during that period of time, you're going to go through the essentially closing on a new home. Um, it's just a refinance. So like I said earlier, no one's going to be handing you keys at the end of, at the, end of the meeting. You're just going to walk out of there with a, with a lower interest rate on your mortgage. Perfect. That was a fantastic walkthrough of the process. Um, I think one thing that stuck out to me was the difference between a mortgage uh, broker and a mortgage lender at a bank. That's a, that's a great tip. And um, I like your focus on your consistent focus on goals as well. That's great. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, I do also want to ask at a more, on a more general level, that was a great tactical breakdown of the process. What are some common misconceptions or mistakes uh, people make around mortgage refinancing? Yeah, so I would say, you know, the, the number one mistake is, is not shopping the rate. You know, just going to whoever handles your, your local checking and savings account, going with, that, going with that lender, I would say that that's your number one mistake without going out and shopping the rate and getting, getting quotes from several different lenders. Uh, and then, you know, the, the second mistake is really buying those discount points, which I had uh, alluded to on the previous question. That's just an unnecessary expense for, for most people right now, given, given the current interest rate environment. You wanna make sure that uh, the, the lender is not tacking on additional fees on the front end of the loan. And then the third part is just that break even point. You know, how long are you gonna stay, or how much longer do you need to stay in your home before you can recoup the closing costs? Uh, you know, just given that example that I had mentioned before, if you're only saving $50 a month, it may or may not be worth it because you're very likely gonna move out of your house in the next eight years, just given, you know, the average numbers here in the US. So, you know, you, you really just want to be cautious of the closing costs, make sure that you're shopping the rate. And then I, I know life has a funny way of throwing curveballs at us. I mean, j just look at the COVID crisis this year, but you want to make sure that you have a, you have a plan in place to where you're going to stay in your property long enough to, to recoup the, the closing costs that it's going to cost you to get into the, get into the new mortgage. Fantastic. Oh, those are great things to look out for. I uh, especially like the one about shopping around. I feel like in personal finance, like me, there's often like that's a frequent mistake in many areas, like not shopping around. Um, so uh, no, that's, that's fantastic. Uh, very good advice uh, and could be a very uh, expensive mistake that you help people avoid. So fantastic. Um, I, I think we've got a lot of really good information here about mortgage refinancing and thank you for covering that topic so comprehensively. I do like to ask, I do want to ask you just generally stepping back from mortgage refinancing, if you could give one piece of advice on any financial topic to millennial tech professionals, what would it be? Yeah, so that, that's a question that, that we actually get a lot from our clients and the, the one piece of advice that I always recommend, you know, young professionals is minimize your lifestyle creep as much as possible. You know, many, many millennials now are, are beginning to see their incomes increase. And, and as, as people's income increases, you know, we, we all have that, that natural, um, you know, desire to, to go out and spend more money, whether that's a, a more expensive vehicle, a, you know, buying, a, buying your dream home, buying a vacation property, 
et cetera, you know, really the biggest thing is just minimize your lifestyle creep. Try and try and keep your expenses as low as possible and save as much as you can in those early years in your career. Because, you know, whenever we're young, that's really the opportunity that we have to really let our money work for us throughout the rest of our lifetime. So it, if, if you can save 25 to 30% of your income whenever you're young, before, before your lifestyle starts to change, I'm not saying that, that your lifestyle can't increase over time. We just want to slow that down as much as possible to be able to save those extra dollars before, you know, you, you start having little ones that, that are pulling on your coattails, asking mommy or daddy for money to, to go get an ice cream or, or whatever it is. Minimize that lifestyle creep and really set yourself up for great financial success long-term. Fantastic. I love that one. I completely resonate with uh, avoiding the lifestyle creep. You know, the, the default is when our income goes up, our expenses go up to match it. But I, I love that philosophy. Uh, great advice. Uh, next, I also want to ask you, what is your favorite book or online resource on personal finance uh, for this audience, millennial tech professionals? Yeah, so my, my favorite online resource is, it, it has to be the, the New York's Time column by Carl Richards. Uh, and, and the title of the column is The Sketch Guy. But what Carl does is he takes these very uh, difficult financial concepts for most people to grasp, and, and he draws basic sketches to really explain um, these difficult financial concepts in a way that's easy for, for the consumer to understand and to digest. That's awesome. I actually hadn't, I'd heard of Carl Richards, but I didn't know about what he does. So I will check that out probably after this uh, conversation. So that's great. Um, and uh, my final question is just, how can listeners follow and connect with you? Yeah, so the, the best way to connect with us here at Financial Synergies is, is through our blog. So we, we, have a, we have a blog that we do religiously here in the office. Uh, it's, it's a way for us to connect with our clients whenever we're not meeting with them face to face. So we, we send out weekly commentary, uh, a lot of times related to those market headlines and how that relates back to our investment philosophy as a whole. And then we also drop in tidbits of, uh, of financial planning strategies and concepts that, that we deploy with our, with our client situations. But that is the best way to, to get in contact with us and to follow our, to follow our firm is through, is through our weekly blog posts. And um, if anyone is interested in, in working with us directly, whether you know, they're a retiree or, or someone that is in the, the millennial technology professional uh, cohort, Financial Synergies Pathway is, is really a, a great option um, to, to help better yourself and your financial future. Excellent. Yeah, I think it's really cool that within Financial Synergies, you have Pathway that's set up specifically to help you know, the, the millennial professionals. And so uh, excellent resources. And I would encourage everyone to, you know, if you're not sure whether to, to, to go ahead and uh, reach out to Skylar. Um, so with that, um, I want to just say thank you again, uh, Skylar, for you know, coming on today. This has been a really valuable conversation and appreciate your time. Um, yeah, thank you very much. 
Yes, th thank you, Vineet, for for inviting me. It's a it's an honor to be on the show today, and uh, I look forward to our our continued partnership. Likewise, and uh, I also want to thank you, the uh, listeners, uh, for checking out today's episode. Um, for more personal finance hacks and tips, you can also check out my website, savingsacademy.com. And if you found today's episode useful, I would greatly appreciate if you could leave me a rating or review so more people can learn about the show. And that's everything for today. Until next time, keep saving, my friends. Keep saving.